Coming up on the news. Saudi offers proof of Iran's role in oil attack and urges US response. The EU accuses Boris Johnson of only pretending to negotiate a Brexit deal. And the New York Fed spends billions to calm the financial market. It's Wednesday, September 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Saudi Arabia alleged today that an attack by drones and cruise missiles on the heart of the kingdom's oil industry was unquestionably sponsored by Iran, naming but not directly accusing Tehran of launching the assault. Iran denies being involved in the attack claimed by Yemeni rebels and has threatened the US that it will retaliate immediately if Tehran is targeted in response. The Saudi news conference comes after a summer of heightened tensions between Iran and the US over Donald Trump's unilaterally withdrawing America from Tehran's 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. The kingdom has sought help from international investigators and the UN, both lengthening the probe and internationalising its conclusions. By stopping short of saying the missiles were launched from Iran, the kingdom potentially avoids a response that could lead to war among the heavyweight countries of the region and international superpower the United States. The news conference took place with the backdrop of broken and burned drones and pieces of one cruise missile allegedly collected from the attacks. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo arrived in Saudi Arabia today. Pompeo called the weekend strikes an act of war, adding that this was an Iranian attack on Saudi Arabia. Meanwhile, U.S. President Donald Trump has named a new national security adviser to replace John Bolton. Robert O'Brien has a long career in foreign policy working for both main U.S. parties and currently heads hostage negotiations at the State Department. He is Mr. Trump's fourth national security adviser. The EU's chief Brexit negotiator has told Boris Johnson to stop pretending he is negotiating a Brexit deal amid concerns that the Prime Minister is not trying to reach an agreement. It comes after reports that proposals brought to Brussels by UK negotiators amounted to the old agreement with the section on the Irish backstop simply crossed out in the text. Speaking in the European Parliament, Michael Barnier said, Almost three years after the UK referendum, I don't think we should be spending time pretending to negotiate. I think we need to move forward with determination. This morning, the Supreme Court's 11 judges heard arguments on the legality of the government's prorogation. Sir James EDQC said prorogation was a well-established constitutional function exercised by the executive, and decisions about it were squarely within that political or high-policy area. This afternoon, we heard from Aidan O'Neill QC, who was defending a Scottish court's previous ruling that the prorogation was unlawful. He argued Boris Johnson's decision to prorogue Parliament was an improper purpose to stop MPs holding the government to account over Brexit. He said one of the advantages of the ruling from Edinburgh was it had distance from the Westminster bubble, which lends perspective. 
For the second day in a row, the New York Federal Reserve injected a huge sum of money into the financial system in a bid to calm stress that has emerged in the overnight lending market. The Fed today poured another $75 billion into the market following a $53 billion rescue by the Fed yesterday. Overnight lending rates have suddenly spiked and the Fed is acting to bring them back down to keep markets functioning smoothly. Before this week, the Fed hadn't launched an operation like this since 2008. The fact that the Fed has needed to pump $128 billion into the system over the past two days shows how a crack has emerged in a seldom-discussed corner of Wall Street that is central to the global financial system. It raises concern that the Fed is losing its grip on the short-term rates the central bank is supposed to control. The aim is to keep borrowing rates from climbing sharply above the Fed's target rate, which was set at 2% to 2.25% in late July. The overnight lending rate spiked to a high of 10% yesterday before the New York Fed stepped in. It has since tumbled back below 3%, although it remains above the Fed's target range. The spike in rates brought back bad memories of 2008, when this market broke down. Now, banks are hauling in massive profits and have repaired their balance sheets. They're also benefiting from regulations that have been reversed by Donald Trump, protections that were in place to prevent another banking crisis. You can subscribe to The News with your favourite podcast app or enable The News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Follow us on Twitter at the news underscore podcast. The news is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering honest, verified and truthful world news daily. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.